Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration asks you a very simple question. Do you know how God sees you? In this fallen world, you will encounter people, situations, and systems designed to make you view yourself as unworthy, less than, and sometimes even unlovable. But when you get a revelation of how God sees you, how much He treasures you, and what a good plan He has for you, it will transform your life, make you more secure and confident than ever before. And that is exactly what God wants for you. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to this Friday, June 19th, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. I'm sending you a great, big, happy Emancipation Day. Today we are celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth dates all the way back to June 19th, 1865, when Union soldiers told enslaved African Americans in Galveston, Texas, that the Civil War had ended and they were free. This was about two and a half years after they had already been declared free by the Emancipation Proclamation, but they just didn't know it. But this day marks the day when all slaves were notified and all were officially set free. So I'm excited to be sharing a word with you on this celebratory day. I know you're busy. You could be doing anything else, but you have made space in your day for these broadcasts that are absolutely free on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, your dailycupofinspiration.com, and wherever podcasts are heard. Daily Cup family, our ministry received a wonderful message from Mary in the UK who said, Dear Deanna, here in the United Kingdom, we stand in solidarity with our American brothers and sisters who are fighting racism and injustice. We are protesting as well and fighting for change. Your ministry is beloved here in London. There is a sisterhood here that has learned a lot from your Bible teaching. God is saving the lost and encouraging his laborers through your obedience and faithfulness. We love you so much. Well, look at God. Praise his name. Mary, we love you too and appreciate you joining in the global fight for justice. It is just awesome that the gospel has reached across the pond to London and God's will is being done. Glory to his name. Can we get a praise break for Mary and our UK Daily Cup family? Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity. All right, it is time to hear a word from God, but first a prayer. God, you have gathered us together to receive revelation from your word. Thank you for the tremendous honor of sowing seeds of encouragement into the heart of the person you sent to press play. Please word my mouth, O God, and anoint me in your service today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, Daily Cut family, Sunday is Father's Day, and I am just incredibly grateful to God for my amazing husband, Kenya. He is a blessing to our four children and a godly example of what a man should be. I love you, babe. I am also praising God that my own father, Bishop Joseph Brinson Sr., is alive and well and still serving the Lord. He turned 85 years old in May. He lives in Georgia now, and I just spoke to him yesterday. He was praying with me over the phone and just encouraged my heart. And you know, speaking of my dad, there are so many lessons that he's taught me over the years. And one of them is to love everybody and see the value of every single person. That's a good lesson, right? I remember growing up in daddy's church. He was my pastor for all of my young life into my 20s until he eventually relocated to the South. I was so heartbroken when he left, but God, as he always does, guided us forward. But daddy was always concerned for everybody and treated everyone with dignity. You know, sometimes we'd be in church and he'd be preaching and somebody drunk would stumble in and disrupt the service. Instead of having that person escorted out, my father would pray for them. And I've seen the Holy Spirit sober up and save a drunk person off the street on the spot. If somebody was on drugs and asked for money on the street, dad wouldn't ignore them. He wouldn't give them money because he knew it would just be used to fuel their addiction, but he would take them to get something to eat and witness to them about Jesus Christ and just show love. My husband Kenya served as executive pastor at my father's church before dad retired from ministry and turned the church over to us to begin our pastoral journey. I thank God for the seeds my dad planted in me and my family and for the time I spent under his leadership. That's where I learned to have a compassionate heart. That's why it bothers me so much when I hear folks condemn Condemning those of us who advocate for black lives and who protest the police killings of unarmed black men and demand justice for George Floyd, Rashard Brooks, and many others, I've heard folks bizarrely argue that we shouldn't advocate for justice on behalf of these men because they're imperfect and have a criminal record. Some people pull up their rap sheets and list everything they've done wrong as if that makes them unworthy of justice. What's even more amazing is many of the people People who think this way will also praise Jesus and talk about how wonderful it is to follow him. And I always think to myself, I don't think you would have followed Jesus when he walked the earth. You would have been among the Pharisees who dragged Jesus's name through the mud for associating with and advocating for a certain kind of person. Think about the parable that Jesus spoke about in Luke chapter 15 verses 8 through 10. He said, suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is one of the stories that Jesus told as a repudiation of the religious elite's idea that Jesus should not spend time with sinners and tax collectors. You know, back then, tax collectors had such a bad reputation because they burdened their fellow Jews through deception. Not only did they work for the Roman government, which oppressed Jewish people, but the tax collectors would overtax Jewish citizens and then pocket the difference. They were seen as traitors of their people, as greedy scammers and con artists, as grimy folks. Why would Jesus associate with them?
Well, the Messiah explained through this parable that he greatly cared about and valued sinners whose souls were lost. Those who were regarded righteous were not preferred over those who were viewed as unrighteous. Jesus, just as the woman who lost her silver coin, would do whatever was necessary to seek and save the lost. There's something so fascinating about the way that Jesus told this parable. That word coin he used in this passage is the Greek word drachme, which back then was an ancient Greek coin that was worth about a day's wages. So when Jesus told this story, all the hearers easily understood why the woman went on an extensive search and recovery mission. Who wants to lose a day's wages, right? But comparing sinners and societal outcasts to a valuable coin was a radical idea. But it also lets us inside the mind of Christ, it lets us see just how he views those that others see as worthless. Do you know how God sees you? He doesn't see you like man sees you. He doesn't drag your name through the mud because of your past or present mistakes. He treasures those that others label trash. He embraces those that others shun. He elevates those that others tear down and he blesses those that others curse. And we ought to be just like Jesus and do the same thing. Daily Cut family, when I was a little girl, my godmother gave me a rag doll, right? And I named her Ashanti. And boy, did I ever love Ashanti. She had a beautiful brown face and black hair made of yarn. She had a little button nose drawn on her face and beautiful doe eyes. I thought she looked just like me. I played and slept with Ashanti. And one day I took her outside with me and one of the little kids saw her and frowned and made fun of my doll. So she said to me, who wants that ugly old rag doll? But I didn't care what she said. I thought my doll was the best ever and I treasured her because my godmother gave her to me with love and so I still carried my beautiful brown rag doll with pride. My childhood mocker saw rags but I saw riches. Do you know that that's how God sees you? When he looks at you others might look down on you but God sees you and smiles and says that's my daughter, that's my son, that's my special treasure. Isn't it an honor to be on the receiving end of his radical love and grace. Friend, his overwhelming divine love flowed at Calvary, but it didn't stop there. The Lord still loves you radically. He goes out of his way to reveal to you just how much he cares about you. You are the object of God's affection. He dotes on you. It pleases him to bless you. He loves making ways for you. You don't have to be perfect. He loves you anyway. He delights in showering you with goodness. He cares about every detail of your life. But Satan doesn't want you to believe this. That's why the enemy works hard to convince you that you don't matter, that God has forgotten you, that you aren't special, that you're a failure, that the Lord doesn't hear your prayers, that he won't answer you, that he doesn't have a good plan for your life. But don't buy into Satan's lies. You are precious in God's sight. He has treasures laid up for you. He has a bountiful harvest waiting for you because you belong to him. You are worth far more than a day's wages. You're worth 
worth so much, in fact, that Jesus gave up his very life. There is no greater value and no greater love than that, according to John 15, 13. He came to give you abundant life, according to John 10, 10. He takes care of those who love him. And even those things you give up and sacrifice for his kingdom, he'll return them to you a hundredfold, according to Mark 10 and 30. You are blessed and you are regarded as royalty because you are his. It doesn't matter what the world says about you or how others view you. Even when you're treated in a way that's inconsistent with what God says about you, hold your head up high anyway because God defends your cause. God fights for you. God makes ways for you. God shows up for you. God gets the glory through you. His incredible prized possession. To remind you of how God sees you, I'm stirring the first portion of Isaiah 43 and 4 in the contemporary English version right into your cup of inspiration which says to me you are very dear and I love you as you drink down the contents of your cup rest in God's love ask him to open your eyes and help you see all the ways his affection for you is expressed daily know that he has a good plan for your life and incredible things await you because you are his redeemed his bride and his beloved now let's pray God I pray for this my sister this my brother thank you for reminding them that you see them as valuable and you love them with an everlasting love. I praise you for all the ways you will shower them with manifold blessings and show them special favor just because they are redeemed and you love them more than they'll ever know. In Jesus' name, amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to Your Daily Cup of Inspiration. Inspiration.com.